Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily. And I'm Christy. We're just two gals in our 20s trying to live our best type 1 diabetic lives. Every week we tackle a new topic from the diabetic perspective. Although we offer tips, we are not medical professionals, but we also offer plenty of anecdotes and general thoughts about how to embrace the type 1 lifestyle on your own terms. It's not always easy to do through all of the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Christy. Welcome to another week, another episode. We made it through. Happy Sunday, fam. Happy Sunday, Christy. Happy Sunday. Happy post-St. Patrick's Day Sunday. Yes, I am sitting here. My blood sugar is quite high. Sorry if my endo is listening, but I'm sitting at 306, so forgive me if I'm a little uh, loopy tonight, but uh, oh my god, for once that noise wasn't coming from New York. (laughs) That was a Bostonian honk. I don't know what's going on out there. That is so rare for our podcast. Anyways, um, wow, see, already have, already off topic. This week's episode, drumroll please, we decided to focus on what life is like being diagnosed with type 1 later in life. Ain't that right, Christy? Yeah, I think we kind of touched on it in our episode last week, and I've just been thinking about it a lot during the week, just simple things that we do as part of our diabetes routines, it's become so much a part of our routines that, you know, it makes me reflect on what did I used to do in the morning? You know, I, I set aside five, 10 minutes to change my needles and make sure I have enough test strips. And i never had to do that before. And I can clearly remember not having to do that. It's funny. It's crazy. I mean, we were talking about this last week with Bosma. Uh, head back to season three, episode four, I believe it was. Wow. Um, we yep. discussed a little bit of everything with her, but we also touched on she was diagnosed when she was three years old. And Christy and I were like, you know, we have a lot of people on the show who are diagnosed in their teens or like early kiddo, you know, ha- holla at you, Miriam. We know you were diagnosed young. Miriam's our mental health consultant. Uh, check back to really any other episode or every other episode she's on because we love her. Um, and she was diagnosed pretty young, but Christy and I, uh, another plug, head back to season one, episode one, <laughs> check out our diagnosis stories. But I was diagnosed at 20. And you were diagnosed at 17, right, Christy? Yep, right before my senior year of high school. So we were, we had a good cushion with our pancreas, we had a good run. I mean, our, I had a little bit longer than you, but oddly enough, I mean, Christy's a year younger than me. So we were really diagnosed within two years of each other. Um, But, you know, I was 20, I was going into my junior year of college, it was summer between my Oh, wait, no, I was going into my sophomore year of college. Whoa, SOS, send help. Um, <laughs> it was between my freshman and sophomore year. Oh, wait, no, now I'm confusing myself. Help. I think based on what I have heard of your story several times, so I should know every single detail without hesitation, 
I believe it was before. I believe it was before your sophomore year. Yes, I was. Yes, I was misdiagnosed though, so that's why I'm getting. I'm confusing myself, guys. My blood sugar is high, and I'm having a hard time concentrating. So this is real. This is diabetes. But um, don't worry, everyone. I have plenty of insulin in in me within this uh, episode. I'm sure I'll start going down. But yeah, so Christy talked about her diagnosis a lot. Um, We both talk about our diagnoses a lot. But I think something that's interesting is we always think that the grass is greener. So like when I hear that someone was diagnosed when they were three or four or, you know, 10 or 12, I'm like, oh, my God, you maybe not 10 or 12 because going through puberty and being diagnosed sounds awful. But um, when I think of someone only knowing type 1 diabetes, it sounds so sad to me, but at the same time, that's, they don't know life without it. They don't know what it's like to not bolus for, you know, a hamburger bun. They don't know what it's like to (laughs) not, you know, calculate how much mac and cheese they're eating as a kid. It's so interesting. Whereas Christy and I had to kind of, you know, adjust to that and learn that as adults. It's, it's just crazy to think about. Yeah. And like I said, just the stuff that becomes a part of your routine sometimes I'm more aware of it than others depending on how motivated I am to be like diabetically on my game that day you know like when something is put in front of me I think I've mentioned this before because I go by you know the pens route I don't I don't pump my insulin I think about things in terms of units and you know I I haven't been yelled at by I haven't been yelled at by my endocrinologist so far for this but I really I'm not so great at like I guess I could calculate the carbs if I broke it down but it's almost my immediate reaction even if it's not my food like I'll see coworkers coming in with lunch I'll be watching the food channel and it's kind of my instant (laughs) reaction I immediately calculate like how many units would I need for that and you know I Before I was diagnosed, I was really unclear on what the difference between type 1 and type 2 is. So to go from that level of knowledge when I was 17 to where I am now at age 23 and to know so much. Yeah, it's crazy. It like makes me want to giggle. It's almost funny just how little I knew. And now it's this huge part part of my life. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, before my diagnosis, I couldn't care less how many carbs were in something. It's not something that I really thought about. I was always like super into, you know, being healthy and eating fruit and veggies. And, you know, I, I actually was pretty good, but in terms of diet, but I never sat there and was like, oh no, I'm not gonna eat this. This has 60 carbs. Yeah. I was never, I was never really a label reader in that sense that I was like calculating anything. I don't know. I feel like I was always just kind of taught my parents, you know, my dad was our chef growing up and he was very like grain or like carb with the meal, veggie and protein. I still construct my, I still construct my dinner plates that way. And I feel like my mom's motto, you know, she's like a very fit woman. I think people scream when they hear how old she is because she looks ridiculously good. And I do find it offensive, but also promising for my future. Her (laughs) motto has always been, you know, eat what you want, but moderation. And she just kind of naturally does it. Like she is queen of leaving half a cookie because she's like, oh, like 
I'll come back to that later. And she will, but I'm like, oh, that's actually low-key brilliant. It's a little bit harder for me to do that because, you know, I do you not try have to control as much as I'd you, like. But, like, you try to get yourself to the point where you can perfectly calculate what you need to do for the cookie. Like, I don't, half a cookie? Like, do I really have to break down this math? <laughs> like, and it's different because you are injecting yourself. That's a needle that you're using every time. You know, like, for me, it's like it's already in my pump if I want to add another... 10 grams of carbs which for me would be like honestly like a unit and a half maybe even 10 units I'm on a pretty tight carb ratio right now which I clearly miscalculated for my dinner tonight but that's neither here nor there um you know that's a lot easier for me I know nobody's perfect I gotta work it again and again just to get it right oh my god I hate myself but whatever Um, it's, it's a lot easier for me to just push a few buttons on my Omnipod that everyone mistakes for a Blackberry and that's it, you know, (laughs) whereas you gotta, you gotta shoot yourself up every time and you know, that has its pros, it has its cons. But it's something I think about, like if I was a kid and I was living with this lifestyle, I mean, on Halloween, I ate Halloween candy until I could eat no more, you know, and I didn't know how much that... We all I, did. But like, I, did, I didn't have a game plan for, like, I'm going to eat this many Kit Kats and this many right, little boxes of nerds. You, you know, you just kind of blindly go in. And, like, I guess I am glad that I got to have that. I think as a kid, I would have felt more restricted by oh, this. 100%. And I, I, I would have been, been more annoyed as we're both of us being diagnosed as adults. I think... Like, we had to get it together because we had, you know, the challenge of being on our own directly in our faces. Like, I knew I had a year to get it together before I left for college, and I was not in the business of making that any harder for myself. So I had, I took my senior year as seriously as I could to learn, but it was all so new and I did not adjust as quickly as I wanted. Like I was still learning throughout my freshman year of college, if we're being honest. I think I, I mean, knew I think enough. I all still learning now. Oh yeah, still, lear- still learning every day for sure. But I think I knew enough that, you know, my mom could let me leave the house without screaming. But <laughs> freshman year of college was certainly a huge learning curve for me just because you know the whole permanence of it started setting in and I I, I do wonder if that's something that type ones diagnosed as kids you know I'd love to hear commentary on that we definitely need to do a follow-up episode on this oh for sure I mean we'll have some people over people over uh I'm hoping to get a friend on the show who is was not only diagnosed really young but is a kindergarten teacher and the teacher of a type 1 diabetic now she has a type 1 in her class and I just think that's so interesting to see it as an adult you know watching that when that was you as well so that's just a crazy thing to think about I know that is incredibly interesting and I can only imagine I mean you know I think I've mentioned a hundred times on here also nannying for my three kids over those couple of summers like working with Olivia was just such a privilege and she was just so motivated she never tired of it though in a way that it really forced me to get myself together because she never was worn out by it you know I think the biggest 
thing that she didn't like was, you know, having to pause activities if she was high or low before we wanted to leave the house. Just because I was always more comfortable just keeping her parents in the loop. So I might like shoot her mom a text like, hey, like we're a little over 300. I'm just going to like get some water in her system before we head out. Like she just didn't like postponing anything. But, you know, we both we both got a little bit more comfortable kind of taking the beaties on on the road with us because truthfully even to this day I am so good about having everything with me and she's the same like we just had our backpacks we were stocked we kind of got over that you know like the need to really hold things up like she can sip the water in the car we've got plenty of juice boxes we're good to go for whatever scenario we encounter and we were never going super far from the house but like I I mean that's just one less thing I had to do as a kid yeah I mean you know packing the to-go bag yeah that's something at the same time though like the same could be said for college for us you know like everyone you know those who don't have the disease at the end of the day if you don't have it you don't like you don't know it it's like anyone that has any type of illness or is experiencing anything in their life you never know what someone else is going through and you might sympathize you might empathize but it's so different knowing you know like how you landed in this disease, how you cope with it, how, you know, the different complications or the different things that you know about it, it's, it's differs person to person, but having 20 years with a working pancreas, I think was amazing for me, not only because I didn't have to live with this disease for those 20 years, but also because I was old enough and mature enough at the time of my diagnosis to really, you know, take the bull by the horns and really make sure that I was getting the best care that I could and knew what was going on. And I think that also helps with something we touched on last week with Bosma was diabetes burnout because, you know, I've only Mm -hmm. had it for four years. So four years next month, actually. Crazy. Um, It is crazy. Like the fact that we've, that you've had it for four years. But I mean, I think that's, that's probably my favorite part about being a part of Pancreas Pals is like, Especially that we do it on a Sunday when you're already a little bit unmotivated to pick life back up Monday morning. Hearing about <laughs> hearing about how other people handle things with a positive attitude, and then sometimes just the way that we can complain to each other. Like you have to have, <laughs> you need to have that balance of both. And you know, I I went through my first couple of years. Like I only met Emily it was my junior year of college, right? Because it was your senior year? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I went years without really having someone, once again, that noise is coming from Boston. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I went through years without really discussing it beyond with my doctor. And occasionally my mom would be like, can I ask like how your numbers have been? And it's amazing how little I talked about it with friends with family, like, I really did not embrace this whole thing, and now I tell my mom about it constantly, you know, I'm always updating, I'm explaining yeah. it always to my roommate, like, the longer you have it, I guess the more comfortable you are, but it also depends on who you're talking about it with, and I just hope that any kids out there that have access to, like, Bosma was telling us about, like, diabetic camps that she went to, like, do it, it's so worth it. And, you know, Libby, when Libby Russell was on a few episodes ago when we kicked off the third season, hey, um, Libby. shout out to Libby. You're awesome. You rock and never change. Libby at I Have the Sugars. Check out season three, episode one. Um, God, I'm full of plugs today. 
but Libby was talking about how she didn't discover the beauty of how it, having a diabetes or a pancreas pal until she was until she was older, like a few years, not even a few years, a few months ago even. And she mentioned her close relationship with Rob Howe, who's also been on the show, and Lauren Bongiorno, who has also been on the show and has a book coming out and will be on the season later this season. Um, but it's, you know, everyone, all these people are so well adjusted and it's always shocking to hear that they were diagnosed at whatever age and then they only just now are realizing the benefits of having a community or, or even have access to a community. And I think this goes a lot towards what Libby was saying that, you know, Instagram only came about and became popular within the last few years. And within, within Instagram, I feel like there's been such a movement towards acceptance and, um, you know, community and positivity. Yes, there have been plenty of negative things out there, but haters aside, it's amazing that, you know, people have had this disease for so long and they're able to come together and, you know, kind of like what we're trying to do here. We had, uh, let me see if I can find her name. We had a girl actually write into us today all the way from Australia, um, talk about how much she loved the podcast and how helpful it was for her. And I'm like, oh my God, we're a, we're reaching people in Australia, which is sick, um, like seriously let's go to Australia I'd love to do an episode over there I would like to acknowledge that I'm restraining myself from attempting an Australian accent because it would not go well oh my god dead amazing that would be hilarious I'm not gonna Um, do it yeah too much respect that's hilarious um sorry I'm reading some of the other messages we got today as well but where did she go which, by the way, we love the messages. Please keep them coming. Our inbox and our hearts have been so full this season. Oh, my God. Literally, hearts could burst. Um, no, this uh, girl, Jessie from Australia, shout out to you, Jessie. Jessie H. is so sweet, and she was saying that her diagnosis story was similar to mine, and it took her almost a year after she was diagnosed to actually start getting on insulin. So it's just so amazing to I mean a it's not amazing that happened to you Jesse if you're listening I'm so sorry and shout out you're not you're not screaming into a void I will respond to your message ASAP but it's so insane that we live on opposite sides of the world and have had we're both diagnosed around the same like she I don't know how old she is now but she was diagnosed at 19 I was diagnosed at 20 and we are we've never met We only know each other through the interwebs of Instagram, but we know enough about diabetes and about this disease to bring us together through, through the literal highs and lows. And it's just so beyond incredible that we have such an amazing group of people listening to us and that we're able to help in any way we can. But, you know, I, I, sure Jesse would agree I can't speak for her but there's definitely positives to being diagnosed later in life you know from having going through puberty like a normal human not having okay normal's a bad word but like every other kid around you not having to worry about blood sugar spikes and you know feeling awkward with your insulin pumps or giving injections or being worried that your crush is going to accidentally see your Dexcom peep out which by the way if that happens power to you because it's happened to the best of us um <laughs> it's it's just there's so many different pressures that different points in your life put on you and 
I cannot imagine going through certain stages with diabetes, but then again, here I am at 24 going through life's motions with diabetes. And here Christy is at 23 going through the same damn thing. Yeah, so. I guess I guess that's the thing to remember is, you know, I used to think about life as like childhood, adulthood, really old adulthood. So I thought once you got to adulthood, you kind of stopped going through as many phases and changes, but absolutely not. So as much as it's hard for us to picture our childhood, kind of with the routine that we have now and going through all of that with all of these extra steps, like we're still, we're still doing it now. I don't, I don't really think about it that way, but like I went through the entirety of my college career with diabetes that's yeah, a little odd to I, think about. <laughs> is, I went through. I went through this whole thing. I graduated with a glucose meter in my pocket. You know, I got my diploma. Yeah, that's so true. That's wild. <laughs> I can't. I can't even think of an intelligible comment on that because it's just kind of hitting me now. I always think about it as something, you know, recent, but. The truth is, I guess it's been a part of me for quite some time now. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I, it's so hard to, to think about when, when I go to the endocrinologist and I see, my endocrinologist is an adult endo. I finally made the switch a few, like a year or two ago, but it's in the same office as a, a pediatric endocrinologist. And it's so, it's just like, gutting to see these adorable little nuggets that are like two years old that have an insulin pump strapped to them that has to be in a little backpack because they can't carry it because they're two years old and you know at the same time they're not gonna have to grow up knowing anything else so the grass is always greener I feel like so repetitive in this episode sorry fam but at the end of the day it is what it is whatever is going to happen is going to happen I don't think anything specific you know there's nothing I could have done to change my type one and to change the diagnosis so I, I think the biggest difference is just maybe being diagnosed later in life I think we have a genuine sense of loss you know like yes. I feel like we we were old enough to know as much as we were old enough to be mature and handle it, maybe, you know, I certainly, trust me, had my, had and have my down moments with it, but we were old enough that we were able to force ourselves to kick into high gear and really take it on ourselves without a lot of, you know, hand-holding. It was something that where we were in our lives, we had to be our own go-to person with it. But on the other hand, you know, we also had to say goodbye to another life as where someone who's diagnosed when they're way younger this is just a part of them you know it it always has been it always will be as where for us it always will be but it hasn't always been you know we had to say goodbye to a certain lifestyle yeah and I know so many people who celebrate their diversary for those who don't know that's your diabetic anniversary like the time when you were you celebrate with I guess you celebrate or you commemorate when you were diagnosed but to me that's never really been a celebration it's been a time to reflect and a time to think about how far I've come and how far I want to go and how much I want to do with this community and how much I want to help others and change and you know personal goals it's basically like my new year's for diabetes like new year new me same pancreas but still 
um, RIP. But those who celebrate, that's amazing. You celebrate, you do you. But for me, it's more of a reflective period and less of a... Yeah, it's a a somber day. (laughs) Yeah, I'm... It's a somber day for me too, and I mean, for me, it's it at the same time every year. It always kind of spurs a little bit, you know, a little bit extra anxiety, a little bit of uh, situational depression, if you will, to an extent. I wouldn't say anything like I've been through in the past, but more like a little hiccup and makes you reflect and think about, you know, where I was four years ago and how I was misdiagnosed and how. This was definitely a roller coaster, but at the same time, like, you know, you you got to celebrate how far you've come. And yeah, I've only had this disease for four years, but four years is a long ass time to be counting carbs and worry about your health every second of every day. And it's a long ass time for everyone else who's ever, every time or sorry for however long you've had the disease. It's a long time. There's no short period with diabetes. It's just a it's a chronic illness and that's something that we're learning how to how to juggle at every step of the way yeah maybe you know let's let's end the episode with a call for help from our listeners i would love to know how everyone else celebrates their diversaries especially people who do it on a little bit of like a a lower scale like i don't know i because i never really know what to do on mine like i guess i could post about it but more so, I would like to do something proactive, even if that thing is like going to get ice cream. I don't know. I, I want to know what other people are doing. I need some ideas because, you know, it's like Emily said, it's not really a day that I'm like, get me my balloons, but yeah, <laughs> but I, I would still I would still like to know if there's something active and positive that people have gotten in the routine of doing, even if it's just like around the time of year. I'm, I'm yeah. genuinely curious. Mine happens to land around the time of the New York City JDR F1 walk. So I know this year I'm going to be, uh, I don't know if I would say celebrating, but commemorating with fellow pancreas pals who want to walk with me across the Brooklyn Bridge. I will keep you guys posted on that. Um, But yeah, let us know how you commemorate, celebrate, feel, ignore maybe even um, your diversity or if you don't even like that word, your the time of year when you were diagnosed. Um, Hit us up in the comments, slide into our DMs on Instagram at pancreas underscore pals or in our comments, you know, hit us up on our Facebook, which is pancreas pals PP and email us at pancreaspals123 at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. You are the light of our Sundays and every other day. Really, anytime you reach out to us makes makes my heart go a little pitter-patter. And we're um, getting great we're getting great ideas from you, so keep them keep yeah. them coming. We're always up for Seriously. whatever topics you guys want to hear about. We have a bunch logged, so if we haven't responded or you think we are ignoring your suggestions, we are not. I have a note in my phone where anytime I see something, I'm like, oh, that would be great. We've gotten a couple really, really great suggestions recently. So keep, keep listening. We'll, we'll get to them all. We want to. And we will, and we're a team of two. So we'll, we'll definitely get to you. Um, but yeah, slide into our DMs, hit us up on Facebook, email us, uh, really just, we are so excited for the rest of the season. And even if there's anyone you want us to interview, anyone you want us to talk to anything you're curious about, ask and you shall most likely receive so on that note going into another week another day wait let's check my blood sugar let's see if i've dropped it all in the last 27 minutes 
Um, yes, going down, 282 arrow down. Thank you for staying with me, fam. <laughs> I'm going to come back down. You will. <laughs> sip, sip, sip some water. See see how therapeutic this is. Oh, amazing. In the words no, of no my, worries. No worries. my diabetes guru, Miriam Brand, with the new sun comes a new day of blood sugars. So this too shall pass, guys. Um, have a great Sunday. Don't forget to uh, to write into us and let us know how you how you celebrate your anniversary and have a great week, guys.